Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the hosts of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Welcome to Growing in Grace. I'm Joel Brzezinski, along with me, Mike Kapler, getting together for our discussion, our little 15-minute discussion about the goodness of God, His grace, His mercy, His kindness, and his goodness it never grows old for me, uh, Mike. I don't think it grows old for you either. In fact, this this whole lifetime, you know, it's it's a kind of a process of growing in grace. I mean, that's why we've called uh, our show "Growing in Grace," referring to some words from Peter in the Bible: "Growing in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ." I love it, Joel. It's always fun getting together and doing this. I, I hope those who who tune in from time to time are, are appreciating the the informality of of our, of our show and just kind of being able to talk in a regular fashion. We're, we're not theologians. We we haven't gone to seminary. Uh, we're just regular guys who are trying to, to learn more about this incredible gospel. And Joel, I, I, you know, I hope we get some of our questions answered here before, uh, you know, after, e- after each show. I'm, I'm hoping that somebody will walk away with something they didn't have before. Now, I've got a question for you. Why is it that when we sing hymns, we feel like yawning. <laughs> well, the good thing about it is when I feel a yawn coming on when I'm singing at church, uh, it usually comes right at one of those big notes. So it just looks <laughs> it like I'm just singing. Just like, so, yeah. yeah. Oh, that was you. Yeah, making that noise last <laughs> week. I don't know if it's, for me, it used to be the fact that church was at 8 a.m., and that was just kind of hard. <laughs> and it came on that seventh day of the week where you should be resting, right? Well, yeah, it, I guess, you know, and where we're going now, we've got this uh, this Saturday afternoon, well, it's Saturday at 5, and so I'm really digging that. <laughs> uh, 5 p.m. you're talking. 5 p.m., yes, definitely. Those are nice. It is amazing if, if you do have, like, an, an evening or late afternoon service, how uh, wide awake you feel compared to a Sunday morning. <laughs> I don't know if that's just in my head or what, but I, I just feel so much more vibrant going to a, uh, a service later in the day. Well, Joel, uh, last week we were talking about uh, Ephesians and uh, some of the really cool stuff that Paul starts out with. I think we only made it through like verse 7 last time, but it was real uh, real intriguing stuff. Yeah, I loved it. I, you know, it just There's so many good reminders and, and, and you just think about this, when Paul is writing this to the Ephesians, it might be the first time that they had ever heard some of this stuff. And that kind of reminds me that you know, I've been in, in small group settings or, or other settings in which I'm sharing uh, things with people that, to me, it's kind of just second nature. It's stuff that I've known for a long time, and I, and I, I just kind of sometimes think, uh, that what I'm talking about should just be obvious to other people. Like, you know, well, you know, where it talks about how God has made us accepted in the beloved. And I've seen people go, huh? You know, what are you talking about? And so that's, that's one of the things where I like, I like talking about this stuff in a setting because who knows? It could be the first time someone's heard about this. And, uh, if not, it could be just a great, nice reminder of some of the good things that we have because of what God has done for us. Well, I sure see uh, some phrases here that keep popping up over and over again here in Ephesians chapter 1. One of those phrases, Joel, is in him. Mm-hmm. We've seen it a few times here, I think. And um, in, in verse 7, Paul wrote and said, In him, again, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin, uh, according to the riches of his grace, which he made to abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence. And then in verse 9, it says, Having made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself. 
the mystery of his will. He has made that known to us. We talk a lot about, I, I think sometimes you hear people in Christianity talk a lot about the, the mystery of, of God and, and, and that sort of thing, the mystery of his will. Well, here it tells us that he has made the mystery of his will known no. to us. It's been revealed through Christ. Yeah, <laughs> it is. I mean, th there's a lot of things that we don't know and don't understand about God, but this particular mystery uh, that has to do with Christ, that has to do with redemption, has to do with forgiveness of sins, the riches of his grace, he has made it to abound toward us because yeah, it, it's it's the mystery that he has revealed to us and there was a lot of for, there were uh, there was a lot of time in the history of mankind that this was a mystery and it was something that was not quite known you had the law you had the prophets you had them talking about all this stuff but in Christ i mean he's the substance and it, you know you, you know the 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 new testament talks about how the old covenant was was a shadow of things to come, but the substance of it all is Christ. And we're not living in the shadow, we're living in the substance. The substance, Jesus Christ, is God having made the mystery made known to us according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself. I just love this, you know, in him, like you're saying, we have redemption through his blood. It's not in and of ourselves. I like to, you know, you know make that contrast that, it's not in and of ourselves. It's not what we've done, but it is. It's in him. And he made his grace abound toward us so that we can have the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Mm. It's good stuff. And as I look at verse 11, Joel, there it is again, in him. <laughs> in him also we have obtained an inheritance. It's so important, I think, to... I don't want to, you know, pound this thing into the dirt or anything, but... I think Paul is really trying to get a point across here because he keeps saying in him during uh, in Ephesians chapter 1 here, in him we have also obtained an inheritance being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, uh, that we who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory. I heard a preacher a long time ago, uh, Joel, talk about inheritance. And a lot of times we in Christianity think that we're going to obtain our inheritance with God when we die, um, which is really backwards from when you really should receive your inheritance. We, we don't really receive our inheritance when we die. Uh, we received our inheritance when he died. You know, my, my dad had passed away over 20 years ago now, and he had left me an inheritance, okay? I mean, it wasn't real huge, but, you know, there was an inheritance to, to be obtained. And I didn't inherit that at the time of my death, obviously. It was at the time of his death. We also have an inheritance in Christ at the time of his death, not when we die. Yeah, it's it's all because of his work, and, and, and indeed, like you're saying, I love that, that analogy you just gave, that it was it's a given because of his death, and not because, and, I mean, the inheritance, of course, goes on for eternity when it comes to, to the inheritance that, we, that we've received in Christ, but man, you become a new creation, you get born again, you become, you were spiritually dead, your spirit then gets born again, and we obtain this inheritance because of his work. And uh, as uh, verse 11 goes on, I love what this says, because if you're worried or wondering about God's will in your life, and if, if, if you're in God's will, if 
Maybe you think you know, somehow you've gotten out of God's will. Here, here we go, talking about God's will. It says, according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. God's will is going to be done because he works he works all things according to the counsel of his will everything that goes on in the earth i mean there's some bad things that are going on in this earth in this world there always have been uh, and there always will be as you know until until the proper time but god is working all these things together according to the counsel of his will you know if it were up to us to keep God's will going on this earth. And I was thinking about this, you know, so many people, and and we want to do the work of the kingdom. We want to do the works that God created for us to do. But you know how many billions of people have messed with, quote, God's will, you know, since the beginning? I mean, if there's six billion people approximately on the earth right now, and however many billions of people have lived since the beginning, that's a lot of, that's a lot of sin. That's a lot of, you know, things to be messing with, uh, the way that God would have things to work. But yet, everything is working according to the counsel of His will. And that's something that, I mean, if you're worried about the shape of the world, the state that the world's in, things that are going on, just remember that God's working it all out, the, the, just the way that He wants it to. Uh, that's good, Joel, because uh, God does have an overall control of, of what is happening and what's going to happen. That's not to say that everything that happens in the world today is willed by God or that it's his desire for that to happen. You know, I, I had, uh, well, my daughter had uh, a mutual acquaintance of ours, um, and they were driving in the car the other day by themselves, and this person, who's a little bit older, my daughter's a teenager, uh, this person uh, is retired, and they, they just went on and on about all the bad things that were happening in the world. And they started listing some things in their life, some things in the lives of people that they knew. And they just said, see, there's there's just no Lord for any of those people. And so they, they all they could see was the bad that was in the world, and they didn't understand how a loving God could allow all of this stuff to happen, which is not the subject of our show today. We'll have to get into that another time. But the point being... Uh, not necessarily all the bad stuff that's going on in your life is something that God is dumping on you. <laughs> but he is going to help you through it. And he does have an overall control over uh, what's going to happen in this world. And there is a plan, I believe, the Bible uh, teaches us, um, that everything is going to come out pretty good in the end. Uh, if If you'll just simply trust in Christ and his finished work, that's the only requirement that I can find in the Bible as far as... Uh, as we were referring to before, Joel, being accepted by God. Amen, amen. I just, I totally go along with that. And, you know, reading a little bit further on down here in Ephesians, I, I love this prayer that Paul says he prays. You know, he says, um, after he's heard of their faith in the Lord Jesus, uh, he he doesn't cease to give thanks for them, making mention of them in, in his prayers. Uh, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, that um, the eyes of your understanding be enlightened, and that you may know 
what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power. And, you know, going back to what we've said before, you know, in, in the past, we I used to make this my own work. I thought it was up to me to try to gain wisdom and understanding, uh, not that not that I'm just going to sit here and not read my Bible, not that I'm just going to sit here and not pray, but I always thought that somehow I had to you know, attain this certain level of wisdom and understanding. Uh, but here it says that uh, you know his prayer, his prayer was that the Father would give them the spirit of wisdom and revelation and all of this. You know, and and this is so awesome in that God will reveal these things to us, and we can pray for each other. And you can pray for yourself that God will fill you with this wisdom and understanding and with the truth that you'll be enlightened. Maybe you feel like you don't know a whole lot. I know a guy who's always down on himself because he doesn't feel like he knows enough about God. And I'm thinking, you know what? Just give it time. Pray. Ask God for wisdom. Ask him to reveal things to you. Do it, and He will. he'll reveal things to you because he wants to. Mm, that's good stuff, Joel. So, you know, he... It's it's his desire. It's it's his it's 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 all what he wants to do in us. He he didn't save us just for nothing. He didn't save us to just leave us here uh, and live this life all by ourselves until Jesus comes back. He's willing to do he's willing to do so many things in us. Well, we thank you for listening uh, to this uh, edition of Growing in Grace. I'm Joel Brzezinski along with Mike Kapler. If you want to get a hold of us, I've got a website called GraceRoots.org. You can log on there anytime. Uh, just browse around there. There's not a whole lot there, but you can browse around. Leave us a message through the website, graceroots.org. Anyway, thank you for listening. We'll be back with you again next time. You've been listening to Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Baruzaki, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. 